time is it? Summertime. It's time vacation. Mm. It's high school musical. Mm. Number two. Is it? Well, you don't know because we haven't watched them yet. It's March. <laughs> That's not summer anywhere. The answer is always summertime when someone asks what time is it because that's what the song is called in high school musical. What about hammer time? No. What about adventure time? What about tool time? No, you say hammer time after stop. Okay, that's fair. I don't know about adventure time. I've never seen it. And it's never tool time. <laughs> Not anymore. Not since 97 <laughs> has it been tool time. <sighs> Welcome to Hysterical History. Hello. Ah, oh, man, you're here. It's so great. Good job. To have you here. Congrats. We are so excited to have you here. And we are Alexis. And Haley. Woo. Woo. I wonder if people can tell our voices apart. I can't. <laughs> you hear me say something and you're like, that was that me? Who said that? I didn't feel my vocal cords vibrate, but mm, maybe. I don't think I would have said that, but <laughs> maybe. It's entirely possible, I guess. Who was it? <laughs> so, yeah, if you can't tell us apart, it's fine. It's it's chill. It's cool. We don't mind. I sing more and I'm obsessed with French people. Mm. Haley likes animals and... Um, I don't know. It's going to be very confusing because we are talking about a French person today. Huh. Uh, it's unfortunate. Uh, so we we had to burn a couple of passports recently. Yeah. And like my clothes still smell of smoke. Oh, really? It's like mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, you were standing very directly in the smoke the I had time. to like move around the You had ashes. to stoke the fire. I had to stoke it a my, bit. My favorite part of that was we went to Target to buy something to like use for fuel and all they had was something called fire starter and then Haley's like do you think that's going to work? <laughs> and I was like it's literally called fire starter. I would hope so. I mean, it'll start the fire, but will it burn passports? It worked very well. It worked very well. Yeah. Although I was at Safeway the other day and I was walking past an aisle and just saw like a whole row of accelerants. I'm like, oh, there they are. <laughs> oh, Safeway. Safeway. Good to know. Safeway. Safeway is where it's at. Mm-hmm. But while we were doing it, there was a lot of, uh, you know, ash and smoke. And you made some comment about uh, petulant high school age children being smarmy about the conservation of mass. Oh, yeah. About like, but where does it go? <laughs> but where, is it, where does it go? It weighs less. And he's like, it's the smoke. <laughs> <laughs> when you burn stuff, it disappears. Where does it go? <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, it's a smoke. Ooh, it's time, boys. It's time. Woo-hoo. It's time, boys. Time to do my boy, Antoine Lavoisier. Yay. Time to do my boy. And my girl. It's really a power couple. Nice. Um, Lavoisiers. I have to mention, because I was just listening to this podcast called The Dropout, which was about Theranos and Elizabeth, whatever her name is. Okay. Uh, who was like, I'm going to do this revolutionary blood test. She's a really low voice that she does that's fake. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do this revolutionary blood test that yeah. will test all the diseases in a tiny drop of blood. It doesn't mm-hmm. work. It's fake. Yeah, it's but fake. But while they were talking about that, they mentioned your boy. Because they oh, were like, yeah. I thought she was going to be the next Einstein or Lavoisier. Or... Uh, but they were basically I mean... saying, like, super <laughs> fancy smart boy. Uh I don't know. We'll get to the end of this, and you tell me if she is or not. <laughs> you tell me. We'll see. You tell me. So, gosh, I almost picked uh, Antoine for my top historical dude. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I didn't. I did uh, Von Steuben. Right. And you he's should listen to that. Lovely. He's Episode great. too. He's great. And they're Woo. contemporaries even, which is kind of fun. Cute. Um, doubt they ever met. I know the family sure. met Benjamin Franklin because the... Who didn't? The I know. He's French. Of course he did. He knows every... <laughs> Literally Benny knows. Franks knows every French person. Literally knows while everyone. While he's alive. But... Uh, the wife, Madame Lavoisier, mm-hmm. did a little, drew a little portrait of Benjamin Franklin. Cute. And he apparently kept it. It's one Aww. of the only non-scientific sketch drawings of hers that remain alive. Uh, alive. Cool. That remain. That's cute. Alive. Uh, but, yeah, honestly, it's the power couple that I'm into. Mm. So this is 1700s. Antoine Lavoisier lives from 1743 to 1794. Bad. Uh, bad. If you know anything about those <laughs> dates, you can, you probably already know what happens to him. It's bad the whole time. It's It's bad the whole time. We're in the Enlightenment, so chemistry is, like, not there yet. There are some really prime times to live in France. Um, <laughs> that's the worst one. None of them are in that time. That's the worst. Before that's not too bad. Mm-hmm. After that's really good. Yeah. Way as l- better. As long as you're like pro-imperialist. I mean, I mean, once you get to like, like a hundred years after he's born. Okay. Great time. Sure. Good. Yeah. Pretty good. But um, the right, time he right lives now, in, no. he kind of picked the worst time. <laughs> he picked. <laughs> Ever. He picked it. You get to choose when you're born. He thought about this. He weighed the pros and cons, and he chose this. You're, you wait in heaven, and then you just go, now. <laughs> you and choose. he hacked up <clears throat> big time. We'll, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of good came out of it because, uh, as, as we see, chemistry's not there yet. Uh, Newton had come through like a century earlier. Newton walked on through the room. He just kind of like sauntered in with like his legs far apart. He's like manspreading the whole time. Sir? Mass? (laughs) Velocity? (laughs) Terrible. Momentum? (laughs) Ever thought about it? (laughs) Ever thought about the Principia? And he kind of gave physics that boost into the modern era that it needed to not be, like, the dark ages anymore. I like the idea that it's hanging on, like, a fence, and it can't get over, and it's like, eh, and then he just pushes it up, its butt up and it's, over. It's like little tiny baby And then it's like, feet. ah! Just does a roundhouse kick. Bam! Get over there! You gotta go! You gotta go! We're in the new era, baby. We're in the 1600s. It's time to have uh, apples on your head. Learn things. Learn. <laughs> but not like all the way. No. Not like all the way, but just a little bit. Just, just enough to get over the fence so you can start crawling to the next he's fence. A, he's a catalyst. <laughs> uh, but chemistry hasn't had theirs yet. Uh, they're still, Chemistry's hard. Chemistry is hard. Uh, like going through my notes and kind of thinking about it, I'm like physics is like Big egos and, like, big individuals that kind of, like, every once in a while someone will show up and just, like, kick things up a couple notches. Mm-hmm. Like the Guy Fieri's. Mm-hmm. The Guy Fieri's will come up and be like, kaplowy, <laughs> spice it up. <laughs> but not everyone has a lab or very good no. instruments, so you kind of have to be more collaborative Well, and there's chemists. a thing about, like, you know— when, like, physics are being done by, like, ancient boys <laughs> yeah. who are just, like, looking at the curvature of the earth and stuff and, like, figuring stuff out. It's just, like, 
visual math happening. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, chemistry, it's not like you can look at a thing and be like, I can tell what's in here. How to make it (laughs) is water everything? (laughs) What's happening? Uh, But, yeah, like, even at this point, people are still kind of thinking that the elements Mm -hmm. are earth, fire, air, and water. So we're still at, like, the ancient Greek mode of the elements. Right. And after Lavoisier, we have, like, almost a periodic table starting. Woohoo! He's like, listen. No. Elements are something else. Elements are, like, a basic substance that can't be broken down anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he gets some of them wrong. Like, he lists light as an element. Sure. Light's confusing to everyone. Hard is even now. But so there, there's a definite. He does make progress. Yeah, and that's he's, what matters. He's known as the father of modern chemistry. But uh, good he, boy, he does like a good job. French people have great scientists. They do, especially in like chemistry. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about Marie Curie at some point. Mm-hmm. I love her. Which I guess could she's the physicists claim her mm-hmm. most of the time. But you know what? Lots of that is like. Radioactive chemical stuff. Mm-hmm. So, deal. But they have uh, Pasteur. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the most famous boy scientist in history. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, cuz. Oh, sorry. We're talking about French people. I have to look up something real quick on my Facebook page because I'm in this group of people who love France. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like an echo chamber of Francophiles. <laughs> But right now they're doing, um, you know, sometimes you're, when you're in, like, groups that where you like something, they'll do, like, rank things. Uh-huh. Right? They'll do, like, a March Madness situation. They call theirs a French Open. And it's just ranking French people. I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking how my head. Frenchly they are. Oh, my gosh. But I have to tell you why I'm upset. Because um, I understand why, but I don't feel like this matchup was fair at the beginning. Okay. Um, because they put... Napoleon Bonaparte against Louis Pasteur, and of course he won. Oh, Louis, not well, Napoleon. Okay, but it's, I feel like that's a bit that's much, hard. especially because they have like some of them are just like random French actors from the forties, <laughs> and I'm like, who is this? Yeah, I mean, I guess at some point they may have come up against each other anyway. But. I do like that Andre the Giant beat Voltaire. That's nice. Oh wow, <laughs> he would have smashed Voltaire. <laughs> Um, and the new person up against him is Joan of Arc, and she better win. <laughs> she better. If Joan of Arc doesn't win the whole thing, I quit this group because she's the most French. She saved France entirely. Pasteur she's saved the most the French whole world, but that's not as French as no Joan saving France. The Frenchest thing you can do is save France. Mm-hmm. But he he was big on order and doing experiments and actually getting, like, measured results and accurate results. Whoa. It's like he cares. It's like he was, like, being scientific about it instead of a philosopher about it. Hmm. But he's he's like if um, Hamilton wasn't an underdog, I guess. He has that Hamilton was, like, a white dude from America. (laughs) Or not from America, from England. Yeah. Like a rich white dude full of privileges, I guess. But he has that same kind of like, I'm going to go and get it done. Mm -hmm. He has a quote when he's younger. It says, I am young and avid for glory. Mm. He's like, I'm going to I'm going to get those chemicals. I'm going to get them in their tubes. I'm going to make them do stuff. Adorable. So he's from a bougie Paris family. 
is a bad time to be from a bougie anything. Mm-hmm. And by bougie, we mean bourgeoisie. <laughs> yeah, like the original. Legit bougie. A legit bougie. Mm-hmm. Uh, his dad's a lawyer. His granddad's a lawyer. He goes to lawyer school, and he ends up taking a bunch of, like, chemistry and biology electives. And, like, this mm-hmm. is way more interesting. Don't be a lawyer. <laughs> so Don't do it. He gets uh, his law degree, but he basically never does it. Ever. It's probably better at this point to be a science man. Uh, he starts his research and projects and gains, gains him entry into France's, like, elite science boy club, oh. the Academy of Sciences cool. in Paris in 1768. Uh, but before he does that, um, he inherits a big sum of money from his mom mm. and invests in uh, the old regime's general farm or femme générale. Mm, probably a bad idea. Basically, the government's outsourced tax and customs collection service. Probably a bad idea. Uh, given under multi-year contracts. Mm-mm. It's uh, real big. People there make a ton of money. Uh, if you're saying to yourself... Uh, taxation under, a, like, privatization for profit mm-hmm. by rich people doesn't seem legal. Cool. Then you might be a peasant in France right before the reign of terror. <laughs> <laughs> All I can think of is that meme I showed you that was, like, um, the third estate. We're starving. The first and second <laughs> estate. Like, is this a joke I can't get because I'm too rich? Uh-huh. I'm going to have to post that with us. Oh, amazing. Uh-oh. But he, he joins them. Uh, really, that's his job. For the course of his life, he works there and does his administrative duties like six Ooh. days a week. And But science is his passion. That's what he does like before work, after work, on his day off. He's a tax collector? He's a tax collector. Yikes. Uh-huh. Really bad. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you, at no <laughs> point in history does anyone like tax collectors. That's why people don't like Jews. Yep, that's pretty much it. That's, like, the main reason. It's the main thing. Like, they always talk about how they killed Jesus now, but they didn't even like them before that. I know. That's, like, <laughs> you didn't like them before. That's a modern thing. <laughs> like, What's they, your they don't collect taxes anymore, so you have to find a different reason. I mean— Because then it became <laughs> banks, but that was because of taxes. In the New Testament, everything's, like, foretold in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. So they're probably like, I mean, we knew he was going to kill Jesus. I mean, we knew they were. It's, we knew. It says in the book. We knew. They knew secretly they were going to yeah. murder Jesus. Chosen people. <laughs> Chosen to kill Jesus. <laughs> With their books hmm. and their money. And they did. <laughs> like we knew they would. Oh, gosh. Um, it's so early in the episode to descend into <laughs> anti-Semitism, Alexis. But I'm saying the the core of why people don't like Jews at the beginning is because they're tax collectors. And that's what he's doing now. Mm-hmm. And it's really not good to do when it's about to be revolutionary time when no. people are starving to death and they can't pay taxes. Really the worst time to be in France and to be a tax collector. Like that's yeah, it's different than just being in France and being rich. You're a ta- you're a rich tax collector? Like how, how they're going to eat you. They're going to just they're going to like tear your asshole open, my dude. They're just and they're going to eat you cuz they don't have any food. Yeah, yeah. Yikes. And they they will be a little justified. Uh. Honestly. Uh 
But he works at the general farm. That's my new chance that of kill the rich, eat the rich. I mean, I've been I've been rich. telling people to eat the rich for a ye- couple years. Mm. People in the general farm make so much money that uh, people in it can buy titles of nobility for their kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people who are already nobility who don't have money will try to marry, like, the daughters yeah. of the people who, who are working there. Uh, so they can, as as they have a phrase, like, re, re-guilt their coat of arms in gold. Mm. Like, just, just get a cash influx. Stupid. And this brings us to Antoine Lavoisier's future wife, Anne-Marie Paltz, whose wife, uh, not wife, whose father, not her. I was like, interesting. Not her wife, her father, is Mm -hmm. another, he's like one of the head farmers at the tax place. No. The general farm, the tax farm. I see. I thought you meant he was a farmer. Okay. No, no, no. Tax farm. Also probably not a good time to be a farmer, though, either. No, the, all the crops are going to fail and you're going to die. And everyone's going to be like, where's this food? It's your fault. Mm-hmm. So, uh, But Anne-Marie is so good. I'm just going to gush about her for like a second. Sure. She ends up being his part- like, partner and like wife, but also his lab partner, like his Cute. work partner, I'm his translator, it. his secretary, his manager, essentially. Uh, and then the keeper of his legacy. Precious. They never have children. Mm. Uh, yes, they do. Chemistry. Science is is their their child. Is their child. I mean, honestly, she, like, keeps his notes and his memoir and all of his work together. So after uh, stuff goes down, like, his work actually survives. Great. Which is so great. Impressive. I adore her. Uh, One of the uh, big shot farmer's generals, her father, when she's 13, she receives a marriage proposal from one of these uh, gold hunting nobles. Mm -hmm. He's like 50. Gross. And she hates him. Of course. She rejects it. She calls the guy a fool, an unfeeling rustic, and an ogre. I love her. Uh, And her her despairing father writes back to the guy... (laughs) And tones it down to, uh, she's not really, like, into it. <laughs> Sorry. She's not, like, super into it. But, like, uh, basically he's in danger of losing his job mm-hmm. if, um, like, she doesn't marry him. Right. So he's like, I need to find an excuse for her to not marry this terrible, ugly man that uh-huh. she hates. Because I'm not going to, like, force her to do that if she Aww, doesn't that's so nice. want to. And he's like, what about this, like, young, hot upshot from work, Antoine Lavoisier? <laughs> so there's— And she's like, he's pretty cute. I know. He's not 50, so like, I'm into it. She's, like, 14, and he's 28 when they get married. So okay. there's a bit of an age difference. It's not the same, though. <sighs> it's not the same. And it's, like, different time. And it's like, as a favor. And we would have known if she didn't like it. Yeah. She would have told us. She wrote everything down. <laughs> and because, uh, yeah, we know how she responds to people she doesn't like. So I, I just imagine her being like, yes, he will do. Right. It's a little weird to be marrying, uh, like, 13-year-olds at the time. But, uh, I mean, rather she go to, like, someone she likes who's 20 yeah. Then at this 50-year-old that right. she hates, yeah. what? Are you kidding? Like, who literally only wants her because she's kind of rich. Yeah. Gross. And, I, like, I think uh, 
Antoine has more money than she does, so it's actually, mm. like, a pretty good match. Right. And it turns out it's a good match in, like, every other way because right. she has, like, a good mind for, like, studying and chemistry. And right after they get married, she gets interested in his work. And he gives her early chemistry lessons, but soon she gets a tutor and, like, starts mm. learning more about the craft. Nice. They never have children, but she becomes, like, so indispensable mm-hmm. to the whole household. Right. And, like, clearly he cares about her and, like, her mind and her learning, too. Right. It's, Isn't just, like, I'll teach you. He, like, gets her a tutor. Mm-hmm. Like, people write to him, like, only, if, like, a few years after the marriage asking after his philosophical wife. Mm-hmm. So, like, she's making an impression. Cute. And they— At the salons. At the salons. Her salons, actually. She mm-hmm. runs, like, the best salon. Hell yeah, dude. The scientific salon in Paris. I mean, that's why Benny Franks knows her. That's why Benny Franks knows her. Uh, but the the one, like, super famous painting of Antoine Lavoisier, it's, like, him looking up. If you ever see, like, a picture of, like, him looking up, that's taken from, like, this huge expensive portrait that they had commissioned. Uh, and she's in there, too. It's, like, her, like, leaning up against his back, like, Cute. looking right at the at the painter, at us, at the world. Nice. And he's just looking at her. Aww. I'm like, this is so cute. Precious. I was like... We had to watch a little video of this in my chemistry class in high school. I'm like, I ship it. I love it. Like, they are so cute. Girl, science couples are great. Oh, my gosh. But let me tell you more about, like, how awesome she was. She masters English, which he never did, which mm-hmm. is so important because a lot of the good chemistry at the time is happening right. in England and Scotland at the times, and so it's like it's in Latin or English, and, and it's coming to America, uh, and he like can't read it probably. Yeah. Uh, so she translated all his contemporaries, like Joseph Priestley and Henry uh, Henry Cavendish's manuscripts. Ooh, Cavendish uh, took notes uh, on all observations, like of their experiments, illustrated all experimental setups, edited. Uh, Antoine's reports and, like, notes. Mm, nice. Uh, most importantly, her translation of Richard Kirwan's essay on phlogiston, uh, her translation has her own notes mm. in it, pointing out all the errors in the chemistry. Wow. She just, like, destroys the argument of it inside the text. It's like, well, this is wrong, and also this is wrong. <laughs> I love that she's, like... Giving this to her husband. She's like, here, I translated it, but I also told you why it's wrong. <laughs> also, this is all this stuff that's, like, not, like, this is super sketch. We like, should do some experiments on it. And he agrees. It's like when we get our, like, voter pamphlet thing, you know, like, mm-hmm. with information, and I grammar check it and <laughs> yeah. edit it. It's exactly like that. And I'm like, I can't vote for you because, look, at, you couldn't even have someone read this. But it's stuff like that that, like, helps convince her husband to do some of these experiments in the first place. Mm -hmm. And he's not a fan of the phlogiston theory. Which is, do you know what it is? I do. It's so phlogiston, uh, and I'm going to talk a little bit later because I talk about the follow-up theory that replaces it, the caloric theory. Mm -hmm. Um, But phlogiston is... Um, like a substance that is released when something is burned. Okay. <gasps> uh, or that's what, like, they think. Burn. Uh, and it's obviously, like, not correct. Sure. But it's their attempt to explain, like... Where, where it goes. Like, where, like where, where does the mass go when you burn something? 
Uh, and it becomes doesn't, flotsam and jetsam. And it doesn't work because, like, some metals become heavier when you burn them. Mm. It's like, hmm, it's like it doesn't work at mm. all. It's like maybe it doesn't make sense. It's like it doesn't make sense. That's the thing about a lot of science at this time. It's just like, guess. Guess. And then people. This is my guess. People assume that things are correct, but then they don't test them. Yeah. Like uh, Antoine Lavoisier, his big, like, chemistry contribution is proving the conservation of mass, mm-hmm. which is huge. It's that nothing is created nor destroyed, like, at all. Like, no mm-hmm. matter is, like, it's, can't. it's all just there. Yep. Uh, and people for a while had kind of assumed this was correct, but no one had bothered to, like, try to prove it. Yeah. They're it's just like, like, maybe. Like, I don't know. That's a good idea. Probably, probably unless it's flawed, just strong. Yeah, unless it becomes Flurgyberg. I mean, No, yeah. it's not true. It, it stays in there. It starts in the bell jar, it ends in the bell jar. It becomes the air. Uh, but she, she uh, Marie-Anne Lavoisier, Madame Lavoisier, she becomes friends with all of the other chemists of the age in her, her salons. She becomes friends with famous artists and does all the sketches for their experiments. Cool. Does all the engravings for the book, all the watercolors for it. What a bay. Uh, during the 23 years of their marriage, she ran the most important scientific salon in Paris. I love her. She's so, uh, like, all, I love the, her. all the leading thinkers of the age, like Joseph Priestley, James Watt, you may have heard of him, of the is, Watt. Is Watt named after him? Yes, of Wattage. Whoa. Wattageerial. Watt, 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 and of course, Ben Frank. Benny Franks. Benny Franks. Poets write about, like, how cool she is. That's precious. She's like, you're so important for him. You're the most important. He needs you. She had a long-term affair with one of her husband's co-workers. Oh. But only, like, 13 years into the marriage. And it was so discreet that, like, nobody ever wrote anything about it. Hmm. Um, and it's like, it's not uncommon for French nobility to, like, have lovers. It's, like, even now. It's it's not like a big thing. They made a joke in Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She goes to Paris, right? Mm-hmm. And her whole like bit, right, is like she left her husband because he cheated on her with, her, you know, his secretary. Yeah. And in America, people are like, ooh, scandalous. <laughs> and she goes into this bar and she's like, how many of you in here have been cheated on by your husband? And they all raise their hands. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but with their secretary, and they all raise their hands. And she's like, okay, well, in America, it's different. <laughs> <laughs> well, in America, it's different. And I'm like, it's true. Um... But also, like, even now, like, political leaders in France, it's like if they don't have a mistress, you're like, what are they hiding? Like, what are they doing? What's your weird vice that you're not telling us about? If you don't have a mistress. Do you, like, strangle geese in bed or something? Right, Is it like, something really shameful? Do you just really like kicking puppies? What do you do? Like, what is it that is worse than having a mistress? <laughs> Which here is not bad. <laughs> I think also, like, sorry, to go off on mistresses and yeah. friends. Um, I think also it's part of why, like, every time I watch something British, that they're, they're, like, obsessed with cheating. Mm-hmm. Like, they're obsessed with mistresses. And I think it's because in France they're not. Hmm. Interesting. And it's like they're obsessed with France, but they don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it's, like, a way for their fascination or their obsession. To yeah, because almost through. all the British stuff I watch, there's, like, someone's cheating on someone. And almost always it's, it's like, seen in a positive way that, like, that's the relationship that's supposed to be happening. Mm. But you're trapped in this other thing. Sure. And it's fascinating to me. Hmm. And I'm always like, why are you, like, glorifying it so much? Whereas in, like, American uh, media, almost never. It's, like, very demonized, I feel like, generally. Right. The other woman's almost never, like, 
the good option? No, it's mm-hmm. always bad, and it always ends up bad for you. Right. Like, there's always negative consequences. <laughs> We're too Puritan to do that. But in it, England, no. <clears throat> and in France, definitely not. Definitely not. Different cultures. Mm-hmm. But uh, Pierre Samuel Dupont, who is uh, her lover man. Sure. Um, Dupont is a very French it's name. It's very French. Uh, like, before his death, Antoine, like— says to him, like, I, I trust you to, like, help keep her safe. Aww, so, like, that's nice. you know, they were fairly good terms. Yeah. Uh, and after his death, when DuPont, like, brings up the relationship again, she rejects him. She's like, hell no. Mm. It's all about my husband's memory now. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Yeah, it's very cute. But, like, like, you were fun for a bit. <laughs> like, the, if you really want to know, like, the real proof of, like, how she felt about him, it's how she reacts after he dies, mm-hmm. uh, which is she never, like, takes anyone else's name. She does remarry, but she keeps uh, the Lavoisier name. Oh, nice. And uh, she remains so loyal to him and, like, his work for the rest of her life. It's so cute. Mm -hmm. Like, part of why he even has a legacy to begin with is because she did collect all of his, like, manuscripts and his notes. If you want a legacy, write it down. And, like, have a wife who, like, really loves you or Mm. have a husband who really loves you. It helps. Someone who loves you who will keep those notes. Who will write things down. (laughs) Don't be mean to them because then when you die, they'll burn all of it. There's an article on her by uh, Roald Hoffman from 2002. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, there is no biography of Madame Lavoisier. I think she deserves an opera. Oh, I, I love her. Agreed. Uh, so, I don't know. I have a section in my notes that says, uh, I don't know the science, I guess. Because, <laughs> like, I came up to your door. I'm like, how much of science should I do? And you're like, what? <laughs> I don't understand. I'm like, how much should I talk about, like, how much do I do? I know it gives, like, I know it gives me the giggles. Sure. But, like, how hysterical is the history of the conservation of mass? Like, I don't know because I don't know it. And it's not. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not. It's really not funny. He, like, proves it, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, look. Good job. The stuff is still in there. How does he prove it? You burn stuff? Yeah, so uh, there's, like, substance in one end, and it passes through, um, like, the tube of a rifle, like, superheated. It basically, um, like, starts to rust it. Okay. And this thing is, like, just water on one end, and, like, some of it becomes steam. Sure. Uh, but they account for, like, all the steam and all the, like, condensed They measure everything. it, and they're, like, same. Well, everything weighs the same. Like, Great. nothing left. Great. And all the, you know, particles left in the bore of the rifle or whatever. Mm -hmm. There's no extra. There's no less. Nothing left the system. If you make it a closed system, nothing, like, gets out. Right. And everyone's like, oh. Good way to prove it. Huh. I don't know why no one thought of actually proving it before. Yeah. If you put it in a box. (laughs) People have been assuming that this was true since, like, ancient Greece, like, 6th century India. But no one ever bothered to prove it because they're stupid. Prove it. Just do it. You have to prove it. But it's it's such a big one because it everything, like, flows from this mm-hmm. because you have to, like, prove the basics first part of it. Right. Uh, but, like, once you have that, that's when you start cooking with peanut oil when mm-hmm. it gets to, like, understanding what elements are, like right. the modern understanding of elements. I was going to say for chemistry it's really important because things are turning into other things. Yeah. They're becoming different. And so you have to, like, understand that, like, 
things have to go somewhere in order to, like, or become something else, but they still have to be there Mm -hmm. for you to understand how things are changing. Right. And out of this, you get, like, the law of definite proportions, and you get, like, atomic theory, and you get even, like, weird ripple effects through different, uh, like, different fields, Mm -hmm. like... Stuff like biology and, like, germ theory. People are like, if nothing's created or destroyed, like, any matter, like, right. where, where do babies come from? Mm. Like, what? <laughs> where did it come from? How do we do it? What? Uh, but the the conservation of mass is part, like, a big part of his book that he eventually makes. It's the Elementary Treatise of Chemistry, which is considered the first modern textbook Nice on the subject. But he gets stuff wrong. He has light and there's an element, which I mentioned. Uh, but he also uh, has the uh, caloric as mm. an element. And I want to talk about the caloric theory because I love scientific theories that are wrong. Does it have to do with chlorine? No. Okay. It's uh, it's more, it's caloric uh, in the sense of calories. Okay. It's, it's that same base of the word. Okay. Uh, but... I mean, we know that science and history can seem so linear if it's taught in a certain way. Yeah. And it's so boring if you do it that—because it makes it feel like it's so easy and that, oh, right, like science naturally progresses and, like, no one ever thinks a wrong thing. It just, like, you know, naturally does its thing. It's like, no, people think wrong things all the time. Uh And sometimes it takes, like, a century to disprove it. The caloric theory is around from, like, Lavoisier's time until— Kind of the end of the 19th century. Whoa. Like, it takes them the perfection of the steam engine to figure out that their idea of, like, heat mechanics is wrong. Mm. And they do it, like, because they have to, because they're losing so much money. Right. Like, not understanding that uh, heat and energy are connected and it's a mechanical model of Mm -hmm. heat and not just, like, heat is a massless fluid air thing Mm -hmm. that makes things hot, which is what the caloric theory is, that heat is a substance. All I can picture in my mind right now when you're talking about science being, like, taught as a very, like, linear situation where Mm -hmm. everybody just, like, does it and it makes sense is, like... I see it as, like, like a relay race where you hand off the baton, but, like, the reality of looking at it is, like... You're getting batons from, like, very different people. And, like, many (laughs) people are trying to hand over a baton at the same time, and Mm -hmm. some of them are tripping, and some of them are falling, and sometimes they grab one, and they go, that's not right. That's gross. I don't want that baton. (laughs) Someone comes up with a baton. They're like, here, take it. They're like, no, you're gross. No. That one's wrong. Where are your notes? And they're like, ugh. I I couldn't afford them. They're like, get out of (laughs) here. Go away. Who let you in here? Until finally they get the right one. And they're like, okay, I I can go now. I won't take your baton. You're a woman. And then they run five feet. And then they're like, somebody else take this. And then they're like, no, you're doing it wrong now. I can't run anymore. Take it. (laughs) I'm so old. Dying. I'm but dying that's how, of the radiation But that's poisoning. how it is. If you actually watched it happen, you'd be like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. And some of them have four batons and they're like, take something. And then everyone's like, no, all of those are wrong. <laughs> Please, I can't hold all these <laughs> batons. Just throwing them into the crowd. <laughs> uh, like with a t-shirt gun, just like, pow, pow, <laughs> Everyone's pow. like, I don't want this. <laughs> Ow, what do I do? I don't know what to do with that. Anyway, caloric theory. The caloric theory. <laughs> it's like Lavoisier dropping his baton, chasing it, 
uh, off the oh, track, man. and then other people being like staring at it, waiting for it to move. <laughs> They're like, it seems right, but I don't want to touch it. Yeah, a lot. Mm. I mean, it feels right, you know. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a self repellent substance, so it moves from like high concentrations to low concentrations, okay. which, which is true. Classic. Like a, you know, a hot mug of coffee will, will get colder. Will get colder. Yeah, um, heat will disperse. It it uh it will fill to expand its container, mm-hmm. which is true because it's like a fluid, right? Uh, but it it explains like a whole lot. Does a lot of heavy lifting. It's very solid as theories goes. You could build a refrigerator on the concept, mm-hmm. uh, but it's just completely wrong, right? Which I, I just I love it because it's so wrong, and people just uh. I don't know. It's hard to prove if you're not trying. Yeah. And people don't try for a while. It's functional, but it's not science. It's not science. It feels right, but that's not science. You have to prove stuff. Uh, but the thing is, people do try to prove it wrong, like, mm-hmm. immediately. Right. But people don't listen to them because they're not, like, important enough. Oh. And one of these people is a guy called Count Rumford. <laughs> Count Olaf. <laughs> kind of. Uh... Because the caloric theory has to explain other kinds of heat, like friction heat. Sure. Like, when you rub your hands together, does that just, like, is it caloric, like, seeping out of your hands? Like, where is the fluid coming from? Mm-hmm. And if you rub your hands forever, does your hand meat just have an infinite amount of caloric in it? Right. That doesn't seem like it's this actual substance. Doesn't really make sense. That doesn't, like, something doesn't feel right there. Uh, Like, what? Hmm? Is is it a substance? Or, like, are you just, like, blowing caloric out your butt? Hmm? Hmm? But I want to talk about this this Rumford fellow. Rumford. Uh, uh, He's born Benjamin Thompson. He's born in the English colony of Massachusetts. He's not even named Rumford? Mm-mm. I hate him now. He's Count Rumford. I hate it. He's Benjamin Thompson. <laughs> he has the most British name. Uh, as an adult, he um, immediately dumped his wife and two-month-old daughter to get out of town quick when he ended up on the wrong side of the Revolutionary War. He's terrible. He's like, I gotta leave. I hate him. I gotta leave immediately. What? <laughs> and then like he's in America? He, yeah, in America. <sighs> He like uh, he was very pro British. Bye. And he left, and then sold like military intelligence to the king, and got knighted by Mad King George. So like what? whatever. He sucks. He sucks. Not even just like against <laughs> being against America. The fact that he left his wife and kid. What a loser. He's kind of gross. I hate He's him. Very gross. Ugh. I have to tell you all this because it gets better. Uh, not in like he gets better, like in the tale gets more uh, funny. Great, it's hilarious. He because he's he's a man. He's one of those guys who like will go to any lengths to impress people above him. Oh, I who hate can him. like uh, enhance his career. Yeah. So that's why he's like so pro British because they're the ones with the power. Right. But not for long. <laughs> but not for long. Thanks, France. <laughs> it all connects. <laughs> But then he's it's very weird looking at his biography because he spends a lot of time like trying to apparently enhance the lives of the poor when he's in like Bavaria and like he establishes the idea of a soup kitchen which spreads through Europe and like his face appears on meal tickets in Switzerland. Uh but I don't at, trust at, him. But at the same time, like he also seems to just hate people. Yeah, I, I think that's just a, like, I'm a nice, cool guy gambit. 
or I don't yeah. I don't believe you're doing that for good things when you abandoned your wife and child. I think it's just efficient maybe mm-hmm. or to impress someone. Yeah. He but he has a, he a good science brain Look at and me helping he, uh, all these barbarians. <laughs> and he uses it to gussy up to like governors and <clears throat> the rich and uh, like he does military experiments to improve like gun designs mm-hmm. and he disproves the uh Apparently, widely held theory that slightly damp gunpowder was more effective, <laughs> which seems like such an easy thing to disprove, like immediately. People don't care, though. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. No, it helps if you spit in it. <laughs> I guess. I mean, maybe it doesn't. You put a little like, spit in there. Maybe it doesn't get like, I don't know, blown all over the place. That could be. It's they used to put thing. a lot of things in guns that I'm like, that doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't go in guns. What are you doing? It doesn't go in a gun. They're like, maybe if we put leaves in it. And I'm like, what? Are you high right now? Like a, some leaves in a crystal. Just some leaves. Some good vibes. <laughs> we put rocks in it. And then we'll shoot people. And I'm with like, then it. it will blow you up. <laughs> <laughs> then you will die. <laughs> That's a grenade and you will die. Is that your plan? <laughs> Do you want to die? <laughs> That's a bad plan. Someone get von Steuben in here. Especially when they've had guns for so long. <laughs> yeah, it's not a because, new like, technology. Because, like, all I can think about while we're talking about French, <laughs> it's not you know, new. French smarty boys yeah. is Ambrose Paré, and he's doing guns. Mm-hmm. But they're new when he's doing them. Yeah. And he still knows stuff. I guess uh, Lavoisier worked on, like, a, like a gunpowder commission Okay. later on in his life. So, like, people are still, like, working on it. Yeah. But, uh, which makes sense. It is, like, of course. Uh, a military technology. Uh-huh. That could be it's not like it was perfected immediately, no. just like nothing. Guns at the time are not like good. No. They're still pu- just putting it in a barrel and putting in balls and being like, pow, pow. Kaplow. And you're like, that's not, what? What? If you showed them a bullet from today, they'd be like, what in the hell is this? You put the gunpowder inside. It's a casing. A case. That falls off and then it keeps going. And then, then it like, keeps going. Ugh. Like, that's, that seems like a lot of work. You are very good at murder. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Step aside. <clears throat> so uh, the count, he's not a count yet. He moves to Vienna because he's like, lots of bad things are going on in Vienna. I'll have lots of chances of, for promotion. To look like a cool guy. Yeah. He uh, gets promoted to full colonel, gets a nicer uniform, gets an expensive portrait done, just in time for a military review. Mm. Uh, and people are very impressed with his fancy new coat, and they're like, uh, you get a better post in Munich. It's so easy to impress people back in the day. <laughs> wow, you have a nice coat. You get promoted in the military. Look at all your shiny bells and whistles. Wow, you must be great at war. <laughs> what? Uh, he's terrible. No, he's, he makes a lot of changes in Munich, lots of experiments. Some of them sound reasonable, like he makes all the garrisons. Uh, tend their own little vegetable garden. Sure. And makes them very nutritious. Like, you got to care for your own vegetables. you got to try. But then he, like, makes a better stove for better heat and less smoke, which is called, of course, a Rumford stove. Whatever. Uh, but, like, he makes he makes a point to mention that, like, the light of it is exceptionally, like, good for female beauty, the kind of, like, soft light. What a weirdo. It makes them beautiful. He has a thing for, like, hot women. I mean, that's fine, but don't put it in your science papers. In 1792, uh, so, like, a couple years before Lavoisier dies, you know, in a different country, somewhere far away, he becomes Count Rumford. He makes a lot of nice improvements, the soup kitchen, designs a park, whatever. 
<laughs> but he, uh, in the meantime, makes a park. Makes a park. He's like he has a statue or something in Bavaria. Whatever. But when he's in Bavaria, he's manufacturing cannons for the military. And when you're making cannons, there's, like, a metal part that has to bore into the cannon Uh bit to, like, widen it a bit. Yeah. So there's a lot of friction, a lot of, like, metal on metal, and Mm -hmm. it generates a lot of heat. And a lot of kaboom. If you do it wrong, it's bad. (laughs) It's bad. But it apparently supplies this endless source of caloric, Mm. which is a big problem because, like— you know, it's not an endless amount of anything. It's an endless amount of a substance, which doesn't seem to make sense. And nope. he, he writes this up in a paper, which is completely ignored by yeah. the scientific community because he's like, I don't know, he's like nobody. He doesn't deserve to be important. I'm okay with it. He's like nobody, which is too bad because he is correct. I don't care. <laughs> in this instance, I he hate is correct. Him. Uh, like, he submerges the whole production in water, and the friction from the metal. Grinding on the metal is enough to boil the water within, like, two and a half hours. Whoa. Uh, and his notes are like, it boiled. Wow, boiling water. Everyone's so amazed that it boiled without fire. And they're like, who are you? Shut up. I know. It's like, I. Uh, it's too bad that you're such a dick. Right. Maybe you sucked less. Uh, he publishes his findings, 1798. It didn't kill the theory. Um not even a little bit, to be honest. He's not a real noble. He doesn't have money. He's not in the right circles. No. Um, he probably didn't do the experiment right, honestly. Like, who cares? I was going to say, like, just because one person does something one time and they said it worked. Like, his critics counter by saying the caloric is probably in the shards of metal that are scraped off of the inside of the cannon. Sure. Which he does try to measure, but not accurately enough for anyone's uh, appeasement. So, like, it's imprecise. Ain't nobody care. Uh, his work does inspire others, notably the work of James Prescott Jewell in the 1840s. <gasps> you might know that name. For Jewels. The Jewels, uh, specifically his article Measure or his work, energy. The Mechanical Equivalent of Heat, mm-hmm. and, like, all the important acceptance of the conservation of energy and establishing the science of thermodynamics in the 19th century. Nailed it. So he helps with that. Um, so there, you know, Lavoisier has some scientific opposition in the community, you know, a little bit. Sure, of course. But, but oh, sweet summer child, let me tell you about opposition in the community. Tell me how he dies. Because <laughs> I have thoughts. The French Revolution. <laughs> Some at some point I'm going to do an episode just about the French Revolution. Yeah. Probably more than one. I I'm not going to go super into it because yeah. I feel like that's more your wheelhouse. It's my favorite thing. But the bare basics are that it's huge in every sense of the word. Yeah, it's over a decade long. Yeah, like um. It's just like this never-ending flow from one thing to another, regime changes, government changes, the pendulum swing from one extreme to another. Right. Because France is so uh, imperialist and colonial at the time, it touches, like, every corner of the globe. Yeah, that's—it's crazy. To give you a rough sketch of the timeline as far as Lavoisier's life goes, I'm going to give you some dates and, mm-hmm. like, some major milestones. Uh and, like, the part that he lives through is roughly all what is considered the reign of terror. Yeah. Like, he dies kind of, like, right when it ends. Uh-huh. So the storming of the Bastille happens in July 1789. Woo! 
The monarchy is about July is when people get upset. <laughs> July is the the summer. Things are hot <sighs> and things everyone's are angry. Everyone they they just need to kick something over, and it's the whole Bastille. Have I told you that? I wanna I wanna like find all of the like major revolutions in all like the nations and, <laughs> and just, how much of them happen in summer and yeah in July yeah because at least ours uh, theirs and uh, I think. I want to say Brazil's, too. Somewhere in South America, theirs is during July, too. And I'm like, mm-hmm. 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 And they're in the Northern Hemisphere. I'm like, mm-hmm. Because <laughs> we're hot and mad. Mm-hmm. So that's 1789, middle of summer. Classic. They, uh, they write out the monarchy and the country declares itself a republic September 92. Yep. Uh, that first republic lasts until 95. Lavoisier dies in 94. And uh-huh. I bet you can guess how. Mm, is a guillotine involved? It's a guillotine. <laughs> awesome. He, uh, <laughs> I'm not happy he dies, but it is funny. He spent his entire adult life working as a for-profit contracted tax collector. And a rich one. His lab, his scientific research, was all at the expense of the starving French third estate. Yikes. And they have not forgotten this. No. They have not forgotten. They pay attention. It's it's like, I mean, you're, just imagine, like, you live in France at the time. You're a peasant. You're starving. Mm-hmm. You can barely afford to feed your family. And then this freaking douche comes in his fancy clothes and knocks on your door, and he's like, hey, you owe me money. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you're going to remember exactly who he is. I'm you're going to be remember. taking detailed mental notes about exactly what he looks like, where he lives, what he's doing. Any small talk they're making with him is to destroy him later. And like, because like he's the symbol of the government to them. He's the most hated part of this whole thing. Like, like almost more than the king. No, yeah, because he's like doing it to you personally. Mm-hmm. The king's not coming to your door and being like, "Give me money, starving <laughs> yeah. peasant." This guy is. This this guy's the one who this came douche to your face and did it. Which I don't know if he was like on foot doing it, because that seems kind of like a low level foot. No, but they but, know. But they know. They know it's you. He's the guy like making it happen. Every time they hear your name, they're like cursing at you. Mm-hmm. Like someone mentions your science, and they're like, "Whatever, right. I paid for that." It's so like sad for science, but I totally get it. Like someone's like, "Oh, I in- I invented this. I named this element." And you're like, "I can't eat." Yeah, my family died. Like, wow, cool for you in science. Um, yeah. Like, I'm literally dying. My kids died because they couldn't, like, eat. Yeah. But you and you named an element. But great. You're looking at elements with a microscope. Cool. So that's great. Good for you. I mean, not really, but, you know. So 1790, the Ferrum General was suppressed. Uh, it had been attacked for a while, uh-huh. and finally they closed it down, abolishing it in 91. 1793, August... Um, all summer, summer, all learned societies, all societies of teaching, like the Academy of Sciences, are suppressed. It's over. Well. They close them all down. Around a month later, like September '93, they pass a law pa- uh, ordering the arrest of all foreigners born in enemy countries and all mm-hmm. their property to be confiscated. Uh, Lavoisier intervened on behalf of a fellow scientist, Joseph Louis Lagrange. Not worth it. Who certainly mm-hmm. fell under the terms of law. I think he's even like named in it. But if you've ever heard of like Lagrange points, Lagrangian mechanics, the three body problem, he worked on that. Mm. That's all like him. Never heard of it, but I believe it. Uh, it's all it's all like space stuff mostly. Okay, he works a lot with like astral bodies. It's I used don't super care about space. With, like, 
gravitational points with the Earth and the sun and stuff. Yeah, cool. <clears throat> Good for him. But Lagrange uh, speaks of his beheading later. Yeah. Uh, where is that quote about Lavoisier's? Yeah, as I say, I'm assuming he's not talking about his own beheading. Yeah, Lagrange <laughs> said it took them only an instant to cut off his head, and 100 years might not suffice to reproduce its like. What? Wow. Uh, he he gets Lagrange. Uh, Lavoisier gets Lagrange out of France, mm-hmm. which is nice of him. But then November uh, 93, you know, like a month later, yeah, uh, he surrendered to revolutionaries and is imprisoned. Great. Uh, great. Uh, bye. His wife, his perfect wife, uh-huh. Marie Anne, uh, visited him constantly. She fought to get him released. She brought his case before the people, his accusers, and, like trying to argue for his worth as a scientist and his importance to France. And they do not care, woman. They do not care. I'm like, you know, I it's understand too, he sounds cool, but it's not the right time. And we know you love him, but it is way too late. And you know what people don't care about? Science? Starving people. Angry people. That's, in, uh, that's the winter. Poor next, people. The next May, 1794, May 8th, after a trial that lasts less than a day, a tribunal uh, orders Lavoisier and 27 other farmers general to... Repay all those taxes with interest <laughs> at the scaffold. Give it. Give it. Uh, Jacques Paltz, Madame Lavoisier's father, is also uh, executed that day. Mm. So it's just like the whole family. Right. Well, it's, uh, I just, yeah. I sorry, I have to say about the French Revolution in general, like, the American Revolution was, like, inspiring to colonials. You know, like, oh, you can rebel against your master and get away with it, mm-hmm. you know, and, like, do your own thing. And, like, that's very exciting. Yeah. And, like, a lot of them are like, cool, I want to try to do that. And it works or doesn't work, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, depending on where you are. But in France, it's like... Your masters are, like, the house you live in. Yeah, it's, it's against different. yourself. It's against your own people, your own country, and all the peasants in all the world are like, oh, I don't have to have these rich people be in charge of me. There's more of us than there are of them, and we can beat them. All we have to do is kill them and eat them. Right. It's not, like, that. I like specifically that I like it because I'm obsessed with France. It's that, like— it entirely changes the whole world, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Yeah. Like, very few things in history do that, especially things that are so insulated. It's it's so it's so different. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, yeah, like, and, you know, obviously, like, American Revolution is important, mm-hmm. but it's so much more important to everyone. Right. It's not a true revolution. Yeah. Or I guess, like, it... it 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 is a true revolution in the sense that it revolves exactly around. Mm-hmm. It's like people, you know, the the rich whites are still in control. Yeah, the same they, people are still in control that always have been. It's just like mm-hmm. closer to home. Yeah, but in France, it's like it's a different kind of revolution. They changed like what a revolution right. is. Like instead of revolving all the way around, you go halfway. And obviously, they end up with. A dictator, anyway, mm-hmm. um, because that's just what happens when you're you're like a vulnerable state with a yes, power void. That's, exactly, that's what happens. But just the fact that Napoleon becomes um, leader and he's like nobody. Mm-hmm. He's not rich. He's not in nobility, and like people like him because of his like results. 
Like, that's kind of magnificent Mm -hmm. instead of just like, well, you were born in the right family, so I guess you're in charge. Yeah. It's like, no, he's in charge. I mean, one, because he's fantastic at politics, but two, because he's getting results and people like him. Right. It's merit. Right. Like, that's it's the it's the becomings of, you know, electing people. Mm -hmm. It's like the, you know, early equivalent. And it's just fascinating. So just a couple so, bye boy. Couple more <laughs> couple more little notes uh-huh. wrapping things up. Uh after Lavoisier's death, uh Madame Lavoisier spends sixty five days in prison and I was gonna say she should move. She should leave. She she misses being executed, but she's still in prison for a bit. They kill less women mm-hmm. generally. Especially, like, if your husband was the one being the tax collector, not right. you. She didn't do it. It wasn't me. I just, you know, did the parties. Yeah. Honestly, he's already dead. Throw him under the bus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all her, her property, money, belongings are all seized by the government. Well, yeah. But, of course. Uh, about a year later, when the pendulum swings back, mm-hmm. Antoine Lavoisier is exonerated and all his notebooks and lab equipment is returned to her. That's nice. Uh, with a brief note <laughs> saying, oh. to the widow of Lavoisier, who was falsely convicted, thanks. That's nice. Thanks. She kept organizing the publication of his memoirs, a compilation of papers, and his works on combustion, etc. She declined her old lover, DuPont. He's yeah. like, hey, lady, what's up? You're alive. You're I'm like, alive. You're like, you know, in your 30s and hot and ready to mingle. She's like, hell no. Nope. Oh, also, Vazia died when he was like 50. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, 1805... Following a four-year courtship, she did remarry. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she kept her Lavoisier name. But who did she happen upon but old Count Rumford? Oh, no. She married Count Rumford. Terrible. <laughs> Awful. I'm like, oh, I forgot. I forgot she married Rumford. Oh, snap. It's so gross. It didn't last. Well, duh. <laughs> it didn't last. He's terrible. <laughs> they separated in 1809. The thing he's worst at is being a husband. Uh, but it's so funny, like, how short and brief and violent their marriage is. Because she just won't put up with it. No. She won't put up with it for even a second. And he's so up his own butt. He's like, oh, she's, like, chemistry, uh, you know, gold. Oh, she and she's, like, rich. No stuff. She, like, no stuff, but who cares? She's rich. Uh, but oh, you're going to care because she's going to prove you wrong constantly and it's going to make you hate yourself. Yeah, but uh, when it becomes clear that he doesn't intend to include her as an equal uh-huh. or let her into the lab right. or, like, you know, treat her with respect of any kind, mm-hmm. uh, it goes downhill fast. She's like, no. I'll end with one just <clears throat> just incandescently perfect story of their life together. Mm. So it goes that uh, he gets all fussy Rumford? Because, yeah, okay. Rumford gets all fussy because she invited, like, too many people over without asking for his permission. Uh, so he goes and locks their gate and then takes away the key, just hides it oh my gosh. on himself. You know, what like, a petulant child. So she goes and she just talks with her guests through the gate anyway. <laughs> uh, and then after they leave, she goes and pours boiling water all over his prized flowers. Mm. I thought you were going to say on his face. Not on That's his better. Face. Uh, but I love it. I like to think that she does it like while maintaining eye contact with him, being like, "Wow, boiling water when with no fire. Mm, Look at that!" And like crazy. giving him a little treatise on the difference between like kinetic heat transfer and caloric yeah. theory. Just like, 
How what are your flowers? Thank you, yeah. douche. Terrible. You nasty douche. I hate them. So that's the Lavoisiers. They're beautiful. Good for her. <sighs> Good for her anyway. We definitely need to do at some point like episodes about um wives that get more famous than their husbands. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately she never I don't think she does. No, but course, it just but... makes me think about like the Curies and yeah. like um the Shelleys and stuff where I'm like at nowadays people are like, and who are you? Who are you? Pierre. Your name sounds Percy. Oh, you're Mary's husband. Percy. Oh, Mary's boy. Oh, you're Marie's boy. husband. Oh, Mary's boy. Oh, nice. Cute. Mm. I didn't know she was married. So you, like, help her with stuff? <laughs> Do you, like, handle her, like, cape when she goes to <laughs> outside for groceries? You, like, you... escort her to parties? Uh, What's your job? You know, help her hand out of the carriage or something. Right. I wouldn't presume to know what a husband do. Yeah. What what a famous woman's husband does. (laughs) Mm. Carries her many cats from tea party to tea party, I imagine. Right. Or the corgis, I suppose. Whatever. Whatever she needs. Whatever she wants. Well, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anything about him or his wife, um, despite the fact that I've, you know— Spend a lot of time doing French Revolution stuff. But generally when you're in uh, – even when you're in classes that are kind of based around it, they don't spend a lot of time on individual people because they don't no. have time. In the history of the French Revolution, he is like an atom in it's, the body. Yeah. it's a, He's nothing. It, most of your time is exclusively spent on like what's happening in the government, which mm-hmm. is fair because it's kind of important. Yeah. You need like big scru- big strokes before you can get to like – and then this person died. Right. Although sometimes it is helpful to go from the individual up. No, totally. And um, and it's interesting, like, with the microcosm of being like, this is kind of what's happening with rich science boys. I'm like, yep. <laughs> exactly what you think would happen. Right. He uh, didn't get out for some reason. Mm-hmm. What an idiot. Right. And especially when you're like, oh, they shut down all the schools. And I'm like, of course they did. Especially at the time, schools are such a, like, bougie, you know, way to just separate yourself from and be elitist piece of garbage. It isn't even like, they don't even have a veneer of it being a meritocracy. It's entirely just for, like, rich people to go and indulge their hobbies. It's not even real. Yeah. Um, Which is, like, you know, just makes me also think of Ambrose Paré, my favorite boy, who, like, gets into, like, the fancy science school. And they're like, he can't even read. (laughs) I And they're like, yeah, but he's good, so shut up. I remember when I was in uh, class, Mm -hmm. the first time I learned that uh, we were, like, you know, learning about Lavoisier. And, you know, you talk about his science first because you're in a chemistry class. Of course. And then at some point they're like, also, he was a tax collector. I'm like... Oh, shit. Like, yeah. right in the middle of class, I almost swore because I'm like, they're going to kill him. <laughs> oh, no. Bye. Oh, no. Oh, he chose bad. Big mistake. Big mistake, dude. They're going to kill you. You should get out. So that's what we learned today. Don't be a tax collector. Don't be like a tax collector. Mm-mm. Luckily, we don't really have them. No, not yet. No. <laughs> don't Don't let tax collecting be a... For-profit gig. No. Gross. Bad. No. Keep the IRS as boring as ever. It's so dull. All right. That's hysterical history. Yay. Isn't it funny talking about old, stupid history science? How France almost broke and kind of (laughs) broke and then fixed itself and broke again. 
Yay! If your husband ever tries to lock you inside, you remind him. You're not locked in there with him. He's locked in with you. (laughs) Yeah. Friction can make boiling water, and boiling water kills flowers. And friction in a marriage can kill a person. Mm-hmm. It'll it'll kill him. Someone's not making it Someone's out. Someone's not making it out. Unless you sign us divorce paper. <laughs> I'll call the prod father. I'll call him. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Email Bye. us. We love you. Yeah. Bye. Email. Bye. Bye.